scriptures, let us read from Romans 8. We'll begin at verse 18. We'll read verses 18 through 27. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. In Romans 8, Paul is speaking about the absolute conviction he has that in Jesus Christ we're saved. There's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. And yet as long as we're in this world, there's still trials and tribulations, suffering. We will even sin as long as we are in this world. Paul speaks about all creation is groaning. That's not creation's fault. It's our fault. Because we fell into sin. Now there is disease. There is death. There's earthquakes. Volcanic eruptions. Hospitals. Graveyards. Creation is groaning forward to a, a better day. And we're groaning. Even though we have the first fruits of the Spirit, we still have trials and tribulations. We still sin. We're looking for a better day. And you have to keep hoping for that. Once you think you have everything, but you don't have hope, you start to back away when you're searching for salvation. Even the Holy Spirit is groaning, bringing our needs to God in prayer. And that may surprise us. We may say, oh, oh God, you know, Give me this. Please save the life of my grandmother. And the Spirit says to the Father, no, don't do that. There's a better way and a better plan. And we have to understand that as well. For me, what is absolutely remarkable is the opening sentence when it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. And then it doesn't say to us, but it says in us glory that will be revealed in us. Creation itself is groaning, longing for the day that Jesus Christ will return for us to take us into a new world that will wipe away all, every tear from our eyes. No more groaning, but a perfect world, a perfect creation where we all live to the praise and the glory of God. We celebrate the Lord's Supper where we receive the bread and wine memory of the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are reminded to look forward 
better day as Christ will return for us. Let us sing together hymn 35, stanza 1.
calls us to be saved. He sent his son to die for our sins, that sins would be washed away, we're born again, and we have the hope of life everlasting. At the heart of all of this is our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace of God and election is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. He came to die for us, to be the firstborn of many brothers, in other words, to lead us all on the way to life everlasting. At this table this morning, as we eat the bread and drink the wine, we connect by faith with our Lord Jesus Christ. We take a hold of him. We eat him. We consume him in our souls. We know that in him we are saved. And all gratitude goes from us to God. Let's sing hymn 35, stanza 2.
verse 37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, Paul puts it so beautifully and so powerfully that nothing that can get between God and us, nothing that can get between us and our everlasting salvation, nothing in this world, not even demons, no power. We are more than conquerors. What a beautiful term that is, brothers and sisters, conquerors. We're not victims. We're not traveling through life, you know, saying, please don't notice I'm a Christian. I'm a conqueror in Jesus Christ. As it said in the first verse we read, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. We're the conquerors. We're the victors. In your marriage, in your family, in your work, march proudly knowing that in Jesus Christ you can live your life God's praise and glory, looking forward to a better day. Let's sing hymn 35, stanza 4. 